0: Hello and welcome back to the First Issue Club comic book podcast. Steady and reliable. Just like the tides. I've been noting that a lot lately. Man, we're not going anywhere.
1: We're really not. We are married to you, the listener, and Mm. we've made a vow to always be there for you, week after week, giving you the premium comic book content that you've come to know and trust. (laughs) We're approaching that seven-year itch, so we may stray for a few months and wander the comic book tender but we're never leaving.
0: Yeah, we might need some relationship counseling.
1: But that's a long ways away. Right now, we're still in it. We're in the honeymoon phase. (laughs) We love comic books. They bring us joy. We don't loathe walking into the front door. Comic books with their hair and curlers.
0: Dinner not cooked. Oh, okay. Just seething. We're going deep on this analogy, huh? (laughs) Uh, As always... As the title of the show implies, we've got several first issues to talk about. Silver City, we're going to get into it. Aftershock book. Future State, Gotham. Guess what publisher? I don't have to tell you. And then we're talking about Time Before Time, out on Image as well. Some good books.
1: Some great books. Mike, I've been doing some push-ups. Yep. I've been doing some squats. I've been doing some, like, leg thrust things. Mm -hmm. And do you know why? Do you know why I've been putting in such... Hard work for this? Low T. My T's fine. I okay. got capital T, my friend. <laughs> okay, hey. Legends right. of the Hidden Temple uh-huh. is coming back to TVs around the world. Oh. Adult edition. Oh, no. Adults only. <laughs> no kiddos. Only big kids can play in this legend of N- the Hidden Temple.
0: Nostalgia's gone too far.
1: It has gone too far. <laughs> People wonder, do we need this? Nope. We have Survivor. Yeah. We have every other game show you can think of. We don't uh, need a Hidden Temple relaunch. Do you know why it's adults only? No. That, there's no alcohol involved, or okay. nudity, unfortunately. So yeah. um, there was a documentary recently that exposed that the children who were on Legends of the Hidden Temple, their lives were pretty much ruined because people, they were ridiculed to an inch of their lives by the bullies at their school because oh. the puzzles in this game. Yeah were meant for adults they were very hard like thought puzzles yeah and you're too worried about getting freaked out by some aztec god around the corner dropped down through the the floor of a, a temple that yeah you couldn't figure them out
0: well it's frustrating when you're sitting back and looking at like what is essentially a warehouse cut in half <laughs> so you can see the direction people are supposed to go mm-hmm. and then they just look like idiots bumbling around a room not going in that direction right yeah
1: yeah jennifer don't go in that room he's right there jennifer don't <laughs> jennifer did jennifer did do it jennifer lost
0: i'm assuming some kids might have gotten hurt on that show too i don't I, know if they would have done it the same way that they do it now
1: the, it was do they rough. have
0: game shows like that with kids anymore
1: not that i can think of also i'm not like, seeking them out yeah <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking out rough-and-tumble kid game shows.
0: Like, they don't do Guts anymore, I don't think.
1: Nope, no Guts, or, like, wasn't there a one with, like, the American Gladiators and kids would team up to, yeah. like, get through obstacles? We're very lazy nowadays.
0: They do some Jedi Challenge thing. It's all eSports. There's like a YouTube uh, kids show where they, like... Oh, like a Jedi Academy? Where they get, like, lightsabers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I don't... That's all we knew when we were growing up. Mm. Physical challenges and... Brain teasers. Yep. Now it's all vaping
0: and <laughs> Rocket League. When would you rather live? Now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right now it's lit. Technology is sweet. Do not take you... it for uh,
0: advantage, my young ones. Yes. All right. A couple other news points you got today, right?
1: Yeah. The comic book Bitter Root, which we all loved and covered uh-huh. on a previous episode, has been optioned. Yes.
0: Are you excited? Uh, you know what? I never followed through with that comic. It... I read the first issue.
1: It's um, it's just like a family who ancestrally hunts these like monsters and yeah. entities, and so it's kind of like a a a more badass take of like Ghostbusters or something. Sure. So it seemed like a pretty easy slam dunk to yeah. get it onto either film or TV. So mm. I'm I'm very excited for this to uh yep. come to fruition.
0: It's a black family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Superhero diversity. Yeah, we need more of that. It's
1: it's lacking for sure. So uh, hopefully this um busts down some doors. Yeah, so that that's fun. Um, some comic book news to deal with the X Men. I don't know if anyone here needs a tissue before we drop this. Uh, X Factor has been canceled as of number ten. Yeah, were you enjoying X Factor?
0: X Factor was one of the X books I had a tougher time with. I am still buying it. Um, there's a lot of characters. A lot of storylines, several different relationships, um, and it's one of the wordier X books. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm reading, I think all of the X books right now, um, my my brain capacity is stretched a little thin, and this one just creeps out into the abyss. Quicker. It's the one
1: on, on the the furthest outstretches of it.
0: Yeah. Qu- quicker than the other ones. I I lose the details from it uh, month to month. So I'm um, it's a I love Leah Williams. She's writing it, right? She is writing it. Yeah. And it's it's a bummer to see her series get canceled. I know people did love this book, mm-hmm. but um we were we were texting the other day that it kinda seems inevitable because Polaris got jumped into or voted into. The X-Men. The X-Men. It was like what part of the fan voting campaign was mm-hmm. how she made it, right?
1: Which if I could make a plea to the X office or Marvel in general, please don't do that again. <laughs> leave that fans would, in charge of anything. That was just a whole mess yeah. of a thing. Right. So just leave it. You make the call. Uh-huh. That way <laughs> no feelings are hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And you, no one wants to
1: burn down your offices.
0: Totally. Um, my Yeah, I know there's a lot of Polaris fans and- People are like, "Yay, she's in the X Men!" Oh wait, the book she's starring in is gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so you you might get less of her, you might get more of her. Maybe you see more of her in different ways. I don't know.
1: I've I've always seen like the outer X books as like little flashes mm-hmm. of importance in time. Like X Factor will be back, yeah. in some iteration eventually. Sure. I'm I'm thinking they just wanted to tell it like, real quick of what's going on with these people and then move on to something else. Yeah. And so what they're moving on to is uh, there supposedly is a murder going to happen at the Hellfire Gala.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Intrigue. So it's going to be like Clue. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly like
0: Clue. I already pre-ordered all of the Hellfire Gala books. Mm -hmm. Same. And got the... Russell Dodderman connecting covers. Same. I have the whole set. You did? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It'll I, I've only seen two of them. They look cool. Yeah. They look really awesome. They, they do look sweet. So I, I think the entire stretch is gonna be like a
1: like a green carpet. They yeah, call it the green carpet. Instead
0: of a red carpet, it's a green carpet. Yeah, which is really
1: fun. I yep. love how they're leaning into this gala thing and yep. some of the looks that they're Putting up for these X-Men are fucking oh, awesome. They're
0: rad. It's it's really fun seeing how much how many of the X-Men artists and people they brought in to help design outfits. Like everyone's posting a lot of it and mm-hmm. a lot of the process on their social media. And you can tell the artists who were just like had a lot of fun doing this and it's like a highlight of their year. Yeah. So I I just think it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of people who look at this. From the outside who are fans and be confused as to, like, why are we doing, like, an X-Men fashion party thing? I I don't know that it has appeal to everybody, mm-hmm. but it's, like, definitely for me. <laughs> like the more time I spend with, like, the run-up to it and all the things that are happening in the comics where they keep mentioning the gala, I'm like, oh, it's coming, Yes.
1: Yeah, I think the I think it's just a fun thing to do for X fans and yeah. X fans alone. I don't think it's pulling in Avengers or yeah Star Wars fans.
0: It, I I feel excited like I was for Ten of Swords, but at the same time I know this gala event isn't going to be as heavy and cumbersome as Ten of Swords was. As much as I love Ten of Swords, right? It was what like twenty two issues, too many. This is like half of that. Yeah. So, but there is a murder. But there's a murder, a murder I can handle. It's not like a cross-dimensional war. <laughs> no, where people need to go into
1: space and create a new team. Uh-huh, right. Um, well, and from that murder, the spin-out will be The Trial of Magneto, a new yeah. book coming out, Who, which is written by Leah Williams, our friend from X-Factor. Oh, okay, good. And uh, the artist Lucas Warnick, who worked on like Next Gen and a couple other X-Men books. All right, so, yeah. Um, two people who are very well-versed in the X-Men universe, so uh, that could be a lot of fun. Um,
0: So we're already, because of the announcement of this book, we know that, one, there's going to be a murder at Hellfire Gala. Yes. And two, that Magneto is going to be accused of the murder. Yes. Man, that's so much to give away before the event even Uh, happens. I know.
1: I know. You can thank Final Order Cutoff for that.
0: Yeah, what the hell? They should have waited to reveal this book. I agree. I mean, maybe the way it happens, it's like right away and it's not a mystery.
1: And like just like the Hellfire, Hellfire Gala is just ruined to begin with. And they do all this lead up for not.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's bizarre. With someone on the Quiet Council, someone so important to X-Men uh, being on the chopping block for murder. I mean, that's a.
1: Yeah. There, there, there's like a sneak preview of like the cover and it's uh Ramita Jr. Jr. Uh who's doing the cover or whatever, and Magneto's in uh, an all-black Magneto suit instead of all-white. Oh, okay. So it looks pretty slick. All right, awesome. So I'm excited for the gala. I'm excited for the Trial of Magneto. Yep. X-Men is kind of kicking on all cylinders right now. It's a good time to be an X-Men fan. Yep. So cool things ahead. Um, What do you say we get into some number ones? Yeah, let's do it. Because that's why people are here. Mm -hmm. They're tired of us jawing.
0: (laughs) And chewing the fat of the news. Yeah, right.
1: They came for the good stuff.
0: Let's give it to them. Let's give you some good stuff. Wow. I want to start with images Time Before Time Mm -hmm. by Declan Shavley and Rory McConville.
1: Two Irish boys.
0: Yeah. Are you a fan of theirs already?
1: Yes. I've read a couple of their books. Same. Funny enough, uh, Declan Shavley is mostly an illustrator. Right. Yeah. And so I was confused. I was like, I think I know that name, yep. but not as a writer. Mm-hmm. Wonderful book. Yeah. I think he did a great job. Definitely.
0: What, what is? What is Time Before Time? Time Before Time is basically a time. It's not necessarily a time heist. It's like a time escape book.
1: Yeah. Like you can buy your way into a different time period right for like c- to make currency but the underlying story is they're also using the time machines to like bring contraband back to the time that we're going to focus on right so uh it's kind of, it's it sounds really murky but the way it's laid out is just like oh okay so it's like uh shitty um Wall Street bro trying to make a book with time machines (laughs) right and it's the people who run the time machines that we're going to be following
0: there's so many little aspects of this already like this book had a micro story Mm -hmm. that I thought was going to be the arc of like the you know entire first run or maybe even beyond that I thought this whole idea was going to go for maybe the entire series Mm -hmm. of two of the guys who are, like, working off their debt to the company saying, hey, let's just steal one of these time pods and, like, totally go hang out in paradise because the timeline they're living in, like, fucking sucks. So Kind of like this timeline. <laughs> but it's funny to see people go back to the 80s because they're like, life was good. Mm-hmm. Like, pollution wasn't insane yet. No uh, Wi-Fi to bug you. Yeah, you know what to invest in so you can go into the nineties and aughts like crazy rich. Mm-hmm. So if you're rich enough to buy your way back, you've got it made. Yep. Uh time travel is very finicky. A lot of people don't know it exists unless you're Uber rich. Um you can't really get back to the time that you've gone from because this company's just like dropping people on and off and yeah. time machines are breaking left and right.
1: I think it's more of a thing where you want to stay there permanently. Yeah, right. Like you're not looking to come back. Because we saw one where it's like a witness protection situation. Yep. There's one where this guy.
0: He's basically a murderer. Uh, ba-
1: bas- he is a murderer. Yeah. And he's just like dropped off in the 60s, like where yep. he will probably murder again. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's fun seeing that. It was fun. Like the little jokes of the kid was just like, well, what's the Wi-Fi here? And the guy's like, the Wi-Fi won't be invented for like 10 more years, <laughs> yeah, buddy. sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought it was great because you're right. There was this. Beginning story the the two coworkers are just like, you know what? Fuck this job. Yeah. It's our last day. It's like how you and I would like steal like a a soda machine or something and uh-huh. go off and have sodas for the rest of our <laughs> lives, except they're going to steal a time machine and live off the end of their years in like some kind of paradise time. Yeah. But it didn't end up that way.
0: Oh, no. I. And again, I thought they were going to go back to paradise time and live out this story. Mm-hmm. Instead... They get interrupted for a job, and they say, basically, making eyes at each other, they're like, we'll do this tomorrow, I guess. Sure. We'll put it off one day. We've got nothing but time. <laughs> Turns out, one of the guys gets trapped on a job and is gone for, like, what, 60, 50 years or something.
1: He In his timeline, he's gone for 50 years. Yeah. In the timeline that we focus on in the comic book, he's gone for A day. A
0: day. So they send him back to the next day mm-hmm. when he's, like, rescued by some, like, bureaucrat. And his partner's like, okay, my buddy's back. Let's go do this thing tomorrow. He sees his buddy who's, like, 99 years old oh, on the verge of death. It's brutal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so, like, the the striking image of, like, this one once, like, strong, visceral, young coworker, yeah. friend of his. Right. And then what we get on the next page is this, like, shri- shriveled up little old man in a futuristic wheelchair with a breathing tube, just mm-hmm. like,
0: well. Who, by the way, immediately admits to having just taken a suicide pill.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just like, you got about eight minutes and then I'm done. And I'm, I'm out
0: of here. I just came back to tell you, go for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you take it. Uh-huh. I fucked up. Yeah. So uh, that was so And that was just a small blip. Yeah. Of what the book is actually about. Mm-hmm. So he goes to steal this time machine because he's, like, fucking done. And he himself gets hijacked by this woman.
0: Who turns out to be an FBI agent. Who turns out to be an FBI agent. And we know nothing of what's going on with that.
1: Nope, just a random character dropped into the midst.
0: We don't know what time she's from Mm -mm. or what her task at hand was, if she's a good guy or bad guy. Uh, Man, I love it. We also don't know what time they got sent to. The time machine was, like, in a blaze of gunfire.
1: Yeah, and, like, one of the parts got
0: broken. Yes. And they they do this really beautiful graphic design thing with the year at the top of every, like... they They paneled it so well so that when you do a page turn, it's, like, big bold letters in the first panel that tell you the year all the way across. Yes. And in the last one... They're all like glitchy half numbers. Looks yeah. like when your old digital clock is fried, mm-hmm. so you've got no clue exactly what time they're in. You just know it's a different time. Yeah, and they're trapped there, and they're basically trapped there, right? They've got a busted up time machine.
1: Um, I'm I'm very excited to see where this book goes. Yeah, I, you know, when the, when we, when we selected the books for this, it was a it's kind of a slim pickings uh-huh. for this week. And I thought, oh, time before time, like another time travel book, like we've read a few of those i kind of know what to expect throw your expectations out the window cuz this book is completely original completely Slabber. new it's slapping claps cheeks it's great
0: go so hard
1: slap so hard it fucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminded me of paper girls a little bit which again Good time comp. time yeah. travel book it's it it gets to the con like more of the context of like the world you're in a little faster than Paper Girls did. Mm-hmm. Paper Girls kind of like left you confused about what exactly was happening for yeah. a few more issues before yeah. they revealed kind of like the structure of it.
1: The first few issues of Paper Girl were more just like a teenage like story about yeah. being Paper Girls. And it would
0: kind of got like a little sci-fi and you were like, what's going on here? Yeah. Ooh, this freaky. one's immediately time travel drama.
1: Yeah. It was so fucking rad. And that's that's artwork, not to say
0: it could turn into something else, but.
1: It, it, this could go in like. 50 different directions. Just from the the way we got pushed and pulled in the first issue, like, Mm -hmm. I have no idea where this is going to go. The guy who
0: owns the, like, time travel company is a very interesting character. Right. His
1: dad's breathing down his neck. Yeah. Because the dad gave him 10 time machines.
0: Yep. And now he's down to,
1: I think, zero now? I
0: guess zero now, yeah.
1: So either he has to borrow a time machine from somebody else (laughs) or they need to invent another one. Yeah. So, um, it was
0: kind of a reveal when he was like, okay, dad. dad it, one panel was just dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's his dad. And then I was like, wait, I don't know who his dad is. Yeah, what the fuck do I care? <laughs> it's because we've all had dads. Uh-huh. We've all had dads talking to us on fuck, phones. God damn, it's Dude, another dad thing.
1: Dads on phones suck. <laughs> Did you mow the lawn? Yes, dad.
0: I can never get off the phone.
1: <laughs> Quick enough.
0: Make now make sure that when you're on the ladder, you're careful.
1: Did you Did you anchor it? Did you anchor the ladder? Yes, dad. You, Jesus fucking if Christ. If you're
0: using the circular saw, you're gonna want to make sure you don't get anywhere near the blade. No, shit, dad.
1: <laughs> That's why I have nine fingers instead of 10. <laughs> Learn my lesson.
0: All right, would recommend obviously, would
1: 100% recommend. The artwork in it was astounding, just like a well thought out. Yeah. Book and process from writer and, and and illustrator, just the whole creative
0: team up and yep. down,
1: just knew what they were doing.
0: Mwah. Image you got a hit on your hands. Silver City, Aftershock, is our next number one issue to talk about.
1: It's the only number one issue. Psych, they're all number one issues. That was a Greg type goof. Fooled <laughs> Silver City, out on Aftershock by Olivia Curado-Briggs and Lucia Merlee. It is about the afterlife uh there is a catastrophic event happening at an airport plan explodes these characters wake up to this like very um tim burton-esque metropolis landscape of tall buildings people with goggles and flashlights yeah and they're being told they're dead congratulations you're dead
0: I had no concept of what this book was about Me before either. I bought it. <laughs> the cover was so misleading. Yeah, it was.
1: I was like, oh, we're going to get like a New York punk story right. thing?
0: Totally. That's what I thought too, which maybe kind of. I mean, the punk thing for sure.
1: I because... mean,
0: they're, they're still punks and then the afterlife is basically placed in a limbo that resembles a large metropolis, mm-hmm. a large dirty metropolis. It's filthy. Like the, is, the afterlife is dusty. This has got a lot more grime than uh, New York City has. Um, but when, when the plane explodes and they all wake up in a, like, warehouse-looking room with these, like, weird scientist guys pointing flashlights at them. Let me see your eyes. I was like, oh, no, this is, like saw or something (laughs) like is this saw 10 god damn it (laughs) like they like were picked up from this disaster area and put in some sort of like gross horror movie scenario but you, you quickly find out that they've died and that the afterlife is very bureaucratic i guess that well, it's like come into your filing station. You're gonna get a number. Uh-huh. You've got tentative housing before you're on your own.
1: It's I'm I'm always intrigued when people do like a, a death comic or uh-huh. an afterlife comic because people's interpretations of the afterlife or how they envision the afterlife yeah. or you know reason what the afterlife is is always intriguing to me. Yeah, um, this one is kind of like uh, real life. Yeah, you know you have you, you have buildings, you have houses, you have music, you have bars. Like it's very much just like a holding place that is familiar. Yeah, to take you to what's after that.
0: Were were we supposed to take the person in the bar as Janis Joplin? Yes. Okay.
1: I th- I don't know any other person that would yeah be depicted like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's Janis Joplin. Um, we read Lila Starr. Which is also kind of a bureaucratical take on the afterlife. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people think there's a lot of paperwork when you die. I don't know if it comes from, you know, movies or whatever. Yeah. But it's always funny where people are, I mean, do you remember the book Judas from Image? Yes. Which is a very biblical, accurate book. Like It had weird, bizarre interpretations of the afterlife. Uh, Get weird with it. Yeah. I don't know why people have to be so formal with, like, their takes on the afterlife or just, like, I don't know where that concept comes from or, like, the comfort of it. You know what I mean? Of just, like, is it easier to
0: digest? Because it's something you understand.
1: Yeah. Exa- that, yeah like, I guess this that's is exactly this, right. This
0: is the structure to life that I understand, so this is what the afterlife would be like. I mean, it's almost kind of funny to me to say, like, hey, guess what's after this? The same, the same thing. The same thing, which is like, <laughs> oh,
1: well, that's boring.
0: I know, right? You want something just like
1: crazy and fantastical. And we do kind of get something like that with this big angel in like armor.
0: Yeah. So there's this like uh m- Kind of element. M- mythical figure mm-hmm. that there aren't many believers in, which is interesting to go to the afterlife and be like, there is some sort of godlike figure that some of us believe in. It's right. It's just like, man, I don't even get answers to like- Why and how we're here? I (laughs) die and then I have to, like, go to, like, a job program to find out, like, how I can get a career at this late stage in my, like, life. It's so bizarre. I love that, like, once you die, you don't age, deteriorate, Mm -hmm. etc. You don't gain weight. You don't lose weight. You're just kind of, like, stuck as is. But... If your exterior skin is, like, damaged, it's basically this, like, shell that now has to be repaired. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the people are, like, patchwork yes, goofballs at this point because they've been, like, fucked up so many times. Mm-hmm. So, if you're living the hard life in the afterlife, you're going to have to, like, have leftover skin.
1: Yeah, you look like uh, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. Like, stitched together. Yes, exactly right. So, um, yeah, it's... It was a, it was a very fun interpretation of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And um it, it has me hooked for number 2. I kind of want to see where this this goes.
0: The cliffhanger is great.
1: And um yeah, the cliffhanger was she she's rescued this small girl from like these carnies or this vi- <laughs> these Victorian looking uh like clowns or like <laughs> yeah, d- um fops or whatever, the, like the medieval like fancy boys.
0: Yes, totally. I don't know what they were doing. Were they after her skin? Maybe. I mean, they've got to get the excess skin patches from somewhere, right? Do they just, like, kidnap newbies with great skin?
1: Maybe, but then what what happens to that girl?
0: Can you die in the afterlife? You can't die, but you can just, like, look like a bag of shit.
1: (laughs) Man, I thought the afterlife was supposed to be, like, way better. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, don't be a patchwork person.
0: Okay, well, two good first issues so far. Was the third one good?
1: Let's find out.
0: We're talking about Future State Gotham out on D.C., duh. You guys are probably wondering,
1: guys, Future State ended like a month ago.
0: Well, this one's
1: late, and it came out last week, so we're covering it. Sorry. It's not our fault. Take it up with D.C.
0: (laughs) Joshua Williamson wrote this one. It was done in like a manga style. Mm-hmm. I did not know that was going to happen. I didn't either. When I, I opened it up and it was black and white, I was like, "Oh, a black and white book." And then I flipped a couple pages and I was like, "Is this like a parody of manga?"
1: It's. I think it's a. uh, uh oh my. In 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 to, respect to. Because the the artist who did it also did profit in Ronan Island, who was also, and it's also in that same kind of okay um, particular drawing style.
0: So that's just this person's style. Yes. It's not necessarily, it wasn't like a gimmicky thing. It's it wasn't not supposed
1: th- to look like that to tie into the story okay. or whatever. Yeah. I think it's it's just-
0: not over the top or anything. It was very much like a typical comic you'd read, but def- 100% in that sort of- Influenced by- Japanese comic style.
1: Yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. it, it lended itself, the artwork lended itself to the story uh, in a pretty perfect way. Uh-huh you don't really realize it until it's drawn like that that Gotham is just a giant akira film
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waiting to be depicted uh, yeah totally
1: so um the story is whatever cuz it's a part of future state
0: it was an easy read it's super easy read it's kind of like what jason todd red hood slash red hood has been up to... Am I right? Jason Todd's the right Robin here? (laughs) Yeah. I get my Robin Well, there's 40 of them, so yeah.
1: So yeah, so it's Jason Todd, Red Hood, and he becomes uh, Peacekeeper Red. Yes. Because he wants to be a member of the Peacekeeper Corps, which is like the new police force in the future state. Yep.
0: If you've been... If you read a bunch of future state books, you know that he's been like working with them, sorta. He's like a almost a freelancer yeah and they're like man you take care of like costume vigilantes and
1: well it's, the, it's kind of the only way he can continue to fight crime
0: yep because
1: he does wear a mask and in the future state realm mm-hmm. if you wear a mask you get shot on sight and this is right. his way of getting around that yes so um i thought it was good if you if you were reading future state it was a fun story to add to your collection and get you know enriched with that if you like manga, uh, also a fun book to pick up. And if you like Jason Todd, yeah, fun, fun book to pick up.
0: I'm super interested in all the magistrate stuff just because they were so quick to put it in mainline Batman. Super quick. So like Batman, what, 108 that we just got? Mm-hmm. Like they much more formally introduced us to Peacekeeper 1.
1: Yeah, it, kinda, it gives him his origin. Right. Of with Him becoming Peacekeeper 1. And
0: right. I kept thinking during these Future State books that we were going to get some crazy reveal that, like, Peacekeeper number 1 is Deadshot or mm-hmm. somebody like that. Um, Turns out
1: it's just some guy. Yeah, and there
0: wasn't a reveal because they give it to you in, in the normal run of Batman. So it's, it's really interesting to see, I guess, if Future State is a where could it go or where will it go sort of thing. I'm not totally sure. But... I I love getting more hints into the dynamic of that private police service um, now that it's canon, I guess.
1: Oh, it's totally canon.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm interested in the rest of the Batfellows who are still <laughs> hanging around. Yeah. Um, who are like i guess rejecting Jason Todd at this point saying like okay you're no longer one of us
1: which is sick yeah they had that little meeting on the roof and, and they they're like this is
0: a family meeting bitch yeah
1: fuck off you work for the <laughs> cops now beat
0: it um another huge thing from this is that some sort of we can assume villain sets off some charges that like blow a major hole in the middle of Gotham City, and then they finally get an aerial image of all the buildings that have collapsed and the uh, streets that have imploded, mm-hmm. and it's in the perfect shape of the bat symbol. Right. Everyone assumes that the next Batman, another Gotham book, is yes. responsible for this. Correct. So, past mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, if you didn't read those books. who's Jace. 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 uh Fox. Fox, Lucius's son. Son, yeah. is the new Batman. The new Batman. And we don't know for sure whether he's responsible for this or not, but we can assume not because yeah, it was because we
1: saw a fucking Disco Viking in the sewers like yeah. <laughs>
0: brooding. And it was a horrible act of terrorism which Batman's not really known for.
1: No. But that page was super striking. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see that depicted in like just this gaping hole of the bat symbol. Yeah. In the in the in the earth, and you're just like logistically getting those bombs to go off in that oh, way. Oh, I know.
0: Wow, what a nightmare! You've got some time on your hands, yeah,
1: and you know a lot <laughs> about uh, demolition, city, city planning, yeah.
0: <laughs> so kudos to you, weird Viking in the sewer. So the 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 crux where that situation leaves us mm-hmm. is is another thing that's interesting to me about this, because you've got Jason Todd who. Basically knows in his heart that Batman isn't responsible for this. Yeah. But they've essentially said to him at the magistrate that, hey, if you want your peacekeeper spot to officially become a peacekeeper, you got to bring Batman in.
1: Yep. He's in his probationary period. Yes.
0: And if you fail at that, you're out of the magistrate forever. You're just like done. You can't work with us anymore. You can't be part of the crew. You're out. Can't sit
1: with us at lunch. Right,
0: and since he's got the Bat Family saying nope, bye as well, basically the magistrate is like all he's got for his own self worth, identity, a mission in life, whatever. Right. So, there, the at some point those are things are going to come to a head, and there's going to be a comeuppance. I mean, I assume there's going to be at least two more of these mm-hmm. at a minimum.
1: Yeah it's it's, um, with the future state we found out that it's not long runs it's like two or three right for the bigger ones so
0: we got at least two more books right and then we'll figure out what happens from there what happens from there okay I love it another one that I think is like if you dug future state it's a must buy if you like you mentioned earlier if you just kind of like that Japanese comic art style yeah then it's a fun Batman book to buy low
1: stakes high fun yes right the perfect combination for a comic book.
0: <laughs> there were a couple other books that we read this week that were not as easy reads.
1: No, a little uh, complex.
0: X Corp. I think we're gonna get into the weeds a little bit more on the Patreon, mm-hmm. um, along with maybe a couple other books.
1: I read the follow-ups to a lot of the Heroes Reborn. Yep. So I'm gonna brief some of those on the Patreon. Which, holy shit. <laughs> They're actually pretty good. Oh, really? So okay. we'll get into it.
0: All right, I'm excited to hear about them. So
1: James Aaron, you've done it again. <laughs> <James Aaron.
0: laughs> uh, we know we <laughs> we know it's Jason Aaron. We know it's Jason. The, the episode just came out. Yeah, you yeah, said James Aaron's mm, a funny bit. Yep. Just want to make that double clear,
1: triple clear. We're not dumb. Yeah. But the episode is over. <laughs> Bye.